This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It is time for another breaking news edition of the Bama Online Podcast. Travis Ryer, senior analyst for BOL alongside site publisher Tim Watts and Tim the highly anticipated decisions of James Smith and Quay Russall, the dynamic duo from Carver High School in Montgomery, Alabama. We know those decisions now, and the Crimson Tide doubled its pleasure on signing day down there in Montgomery. And this has been a, this has been one that's uh, took off from day one of the recruiting cycle. Quay and James, the fans loved them, wanted to be a priority. Obviously, for the Alabama staff, and you know, both guys are five-star talents. Um, Quay, I like. He can. The thing I like about Quay is he can play inside. He can play outside. Uh, come off that edge, I like him as almost doing both. To be honest, and he's a physical, heat-seeking missile. I mean, when he comes at you, I mean, he does some things on his on his game film. He does some things with his closing speed. At his side, his size is just amazing. Top priority for some, several of the top, you know, Southern schools and had offers across the country. Kept it pretty Southern, kept it pretty local. Him and James kind of, you know, hand in hand. They went to, on their official visits. I mean, they, they, they went, they pretty much did this whole process together. I mean, they both took four official visits. They went the same times to the same schools, um, you know, Georgia, Florida, Auburn, Alabama, and, you know, to me, it kind of came down to the two in-state schools when all was said and done, and um, which is odd because you heard. I mean, I, you know, I talked about this a few times. This summer, they were Georgia locks. Literally, they were Georgia locks. There was no basis. There were so many people saying they were Georgia locks. There was no basis. There was no information that to give a reason why they were Georgia locks, other than Kirby Smart wanted them, and of course, of course, he did. Kirby Smart's a, a great defensive coach who really understands defensive talent recruiting. So, of course, he wanted it. So that made sense. But just because you want something don't mean you get it. So the Georgia was a lot. And I'm talking about from Bama fans. I'm not talking about Georgia fans. I'm talking about Alabama fans. Had in pencil as a Georgia lock. And then we rolled ahead until November. And, you know, they were bang, bang, bang. Auburn's backing up the Brinks truck with their NIL deal. The boogeyman's on these two guys were kind of, Epic, but that just shows you how important they were that you develop, you know, almost a paranoia about them, worried you're going to lose them. These two literally went through the process and have been the most talked about, the most discussed of any recruits in this cycle, which is rare for an in-state group. Usually you're focused more on a Caleb Downs or a Keon Keeley or some of these guys that were, you know, committed to other schools or whatever, uh, even Peter Woods who committed Clemson. Usually that's the main discussion, but to have two guys this talented and they did exactly, let's be clear. They did exactly. I'm going to just keep saying it too. I've said it several times. They did exactly what they said they were going to do. They said they were going to take official visits in the summer, you know, look at them from a business standpoint. They were going to go into their season and they were going to take unofficials when they felt like it. They were going to go wherever they felt like they weren't going there for business reasons. They were having fun. They went to Alabama state. There was a big hubbub with these two 
did go to an Alabama game. They went to Alabama State just to hang out and party and have a good time. So it's been a very fun recruitment to cover and watch the ebbs and flows of this whole thing. But again, you know, you're looking at guys that contributed. Charles Kelly, fantastic job standing in there, you know, standing in the pocket and 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 and, and being the primary on both of these guys. Freddie Rose did a terrific job. Uh, build a relationship with James Smith. Pete Golding went in late. Nick Saban again. You know the you know the kids really both of them really like Nick Saban and the staff of Nick Saban. Coleman Hustler. We've seen him involved. So it's really been a team effort with these two guys. But I've really enjoyed this recruitment because these guys did what they said they were going to do. They kept the fan. You know the funny thing is they were so consistent doing what they said they were going to do that it's made other people suspicious. That they that they made them suspicious because they really, literally wrote a book of what we were going to do. We read it and then you know, you know, some of us questioned it. So amazing job here, and again, two unbelievably talented you know kids. I mean, huge upsides, work ethic, guys that like to work out. James thinks you know James is a basketball guy, big you know six foot three, three hundred plus pounds out there dropping threes. Um, so, you know, very, very interesting characters and very much, very similar, very different at the same time. Yeah. James Smith, as you said, six, three, 310 pounds, the number two defensive line prospect for the 2023 cycle, according to the 24 seven sports composite rankings, you watch this guy on tape and he's used in a number of different ways, even at his size. And the first thing that comes to mind with, with Smith for me is Twitch you know, Twitch isn't something a lot of 310 guy, 10 pound guys can speak to, but along the lines of a Quentin Williams, a Deron Payne, you see this little swim move he's got to ease his way to the quarterback. And again, Carver wasn't afraid to use him in a number of different ways, whether outside, inside, uh, you name it. He was the guy, uh, in, in, in a number of ways for Carver. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the thing you like about it. I mean, that, you know, you watched the thing about both of them really is hard. You know, you want to separate them, but they both are such similar players as far as like they're punishers. Like when they hit people, it was like, oof, you know, they would hit people. I mean, I saw Quay running people down. He looked like he looked like a, a lion running down a baby gazelle. He was so fast and so big. And they were like, Bob, <laughs> you know, when you're running from somebody, you're scrambling to the sideline. If you're a quarterback, at some point from both of these guys, you're just trying to get to the sideline. You're like zigzagging and, you know, like you're, you know, you're just trying to dodge these guys and they are, you know, they're mirroring them and chasing them down and finishing. And there's a lot of thump when they hit you. There's a lot of oof when, when both of these guys hit you. But, yeah, they, the versatility, you couldn't really game plan for these guys because they would come from anywhere. I mean, I saw James Smith at running back and he was like doing moves. He's like stiff arming a guy and like break into the right, you know, supposed to be inside and cutting it out to the edge. So you see some pretty amazing things these guys do. And Quay was just like, you know, Quay was like a, like a, like a ninja, you know, you're looking, you're looking for him and you're looking for him and he can just pop up anywhere. So you'd see him outside, inside, either edge. I mean, they just, they just used him in so many different ways. They showed their versatility um, in so many different ways. And Quay's been interesting to me because of early on sophomore year, it seemed more people were looking for excuses or reasons they didn't think he was that good instead of looking at the stuff. And then his junior year took off and everybody, you know, quickly learned how good, you know, good of a football player he was. 
Quay Rasal, 6'2", 230, the number three edge prospect in the country, according to the 24-7 sports composite rankings for the 2023 cycle. Dynamic, no doubt about it. And as you said, some positional versatility with Rasal as well. So it is complete. The two-step from Carver High School for the Alabama Crimson Tide, James Smith. The outstanding defensive line prospect, along with his teammate, Quay Rasal, headed to the University of Alabama. Anything else, Tim, before we get out of here? No, I enjoyed covering this. I think the fans probably enjoyed following it, although it caused some pulled out hair at times. But I think that this is a this was the, uh, the happy ending to the movie they were watching. They wanted. So, um, again, good players, you know, good guys, good effort by the Alabama staff collectively. Um, collectively because these guys were a top priority for so many people absolutely and hey you still want to keep it locked with us at bamaonline.com still some situations out there to monitor we'll have all the coverage for you right there at bol join us on the roundtable for all the breaking news right there at bamaonline.com the roundtable the choice among premium message boards for alabama fans around the globe if you haven't subscribed to this podcast, the Bama Online Podcast, we certainly hope you'll do that as well. And if you leave us a rating and a review, we would greatly appreciate that. For Tim Watts, Travis Ryer, thanks again for joining us right here on the Bama Online Podcast. And until next time, so long, everybody. The baseball season is in full swing, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Stample, every weekday as we recap every player from every game. We'll talk waiver wire ads, drops, players to trade for, prospects who could make an impact, and everything in between. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found.